morning about the importance of the Ruach and how it was connected again to the Torah that has been given to us. And tonight I'm just going to speak about receiving and walking in the Ruach. As I said, God wants each of us to encounter the Ruach in a new way that will propel us forward. Do you hear me? Propel us forward in his purposes and plans for our lives. You understand you have a destiny. You know that, right? Okay, a few of you do. The rest of you have destinies as well. The problem is that the enemy beats us up so much and we think our life is so insignificant. And when you hear Rabbi Carroll say this, because I say it a lot, because I really believe it, and I speak it because I know what the enemy does, you think, I don't have a destiny, Rabbi Carroll. You know, I just go to work and come home, go to work and come home, go to work and come home. But you're wrong. You're wrong. You have a purpose. You have a destiny. God has a plan for your life, and he wants to empower you with his ruach, to, to go forward in that purpose and destiny to a new level, to, you know, to be, again, propelled into his purposes and plans and to step into them as, as never before and to see new doors open for you. That's what we see take place in that first century congregation when they are immersed in the Ruach on that Shavuot there in Acts chapter 2. So again, I'm just speaking about two things tonight, two points. First is how do we receive the Ruach, and second is walking in the Ruach. So how do we receive the Ruach? Very simple. Believe God wants to give you this gift. You've got to believe that God wants to give it to you. He wants this gift to be given to you. He wants you to encounter the Ruach. The Ruach is a person, and God wants you to experience him. We know the promise is given to us in Yoel, Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 29. And he says, after this, I will pour out my spirit on all humanity. Who here is not a part of humanity? Raise your hand. We're all a part of humanity. That means every single person here, God wants to pour out his spirit on you. None of us are excluded from this promise. I will pour out my spirit on all, all humanity. Your sons and daughters. Who's a son or daughter here tonight? Well, come on. Everybody's a son or daughter, right? We'll prophesy. Your old men. Anyone want to admit they're old? <laughs> we'll dream dreams. And your young men, who wants to be young tonight? <laughs> we'll see visions on male and female slaves. In those days, I will pour out my ruach, my spirit. This is the promise that God gave. And we have to believe that this is what he wants each one of us to experience. And in Luke chapter 11, verse 13, Yeshua puts it this way. So if you, even though you are bad, which we are, no matter how good we think we are, but even though we're bad, we know how to give our children gifts that are good. Yeshua says, how much more will the Father Keep giving the Ruach HaKodesh from heaven to those who keep asking him. So the first step to receiving tonight is to simply believe that God wants to give you this gift. The second thing is to keep seeking. Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 13, Yeshua says, 
Moreover, I myself say to you, keep asking, and it will be given to you. Keep seeking, and you will find. Keep knocking, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who goes on asking receives, and he who goes on seeking finds. And to him who continues knocking, the door will be opened. Is there a father here who, if his son asked him for a fish, would instead give, of a fish give him a snake? Or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? So if you, even though you are bad, again reiterating what we read, know how to give good children, your children good gifts, how much more? That's the verse we just read. Will your Father in heaven pour out the Ruach HaKodesh? But we have to keep seeking. And that's for many of us who have already celebrated Shavuot and we came and we didn't get filled. And we didn't speak with the evidence of tongues. And, and we might feel like, okay, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight. I want to tell you, listen to what Yeshua says. Keep seeking, keep asking, keep knocking. And for those of us who feel weary and worn out, this is a night to be refreshed as you receive that new infilling of the Ruach in your lives. And you can't give up. You have to keep seeking and pressing in and saying, God, I want what you have to give to me tonight. Can we just raise our hand and say that? God, I want what you want to give me tonight. Okay, there's a few of you who believe that. Anyone else want to say it with me? Dear God, I want what you want to give me tonight. Amen. Keep seeking. Keep seeking. Keep asking. Don't give up. Just because, you know, it didn't happen yesterday or last year or whenever you were looking to be in, filled with the Ruach. And the third thing is to wait on the Lord. When we read in Acts chapter 1, When Yeshua is meeting with his Talmudim, and in verses 4 and 5, he said that one of these gatherings, he instructed them, Yeshua, not to leave Yerushalayim, but to what? Wait. Say with me. Wait for what the Father promised, which you have heard from me. For Yochanan used to immerse people in water, but in a few days, you will be immersed in the Ruach HaKodesh. He said to wait. Don't be in a hurry. My message is going to be short. I'm almost halfway through it already. So you can wait on the presence of God tonight. Certainly, we wait in a lot of lines in life. Okay? You go to any amusement park. Even I was in the store the other day, and they only had like one cashier ringing up. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. As I had to go down the aisle to get into the line and wait. Well, certainly we can wait on the presence of God. Amen? And that's what we see took place in Acts as they, they followed what Yeshua told them to do. And they went back to Jerusalem and they gathered together in that upper room and they waited for 10 days. I'm not going to tell you you're going to have to wait for 10 days because I know God is here tonight. And I know he wants to impart to you a fresh infilling of his spirit tonight. And the fourth thing on how to receive, this is a no-brainer, just receive. Just receive. 
Acts chapter 10. Set the scene here. This is uh, the story of Cornelius, one of the first Gentiles to be brought into the Messianic movement in that first century. And uh, Kepha is summoned uh, because he has a dream. Uh, Cornelius is told to go uh, sent to uh, this uh, place to ask Kepha to come. Kepha is given this vision that allows him to go because Jewish people in that time really didn't associate with Gentiles. And so Kepha is down there, and, and he goes, and he's speaking and proclaiming the good news of who Yeshua is to Cornelius and his family and all the people who have gathered there. And in this context, it says in verse 44, Kepha was still saying these things when the Ruach HaKodesh fell on all who were hearing the message and all the believers from the circumcision faction, in other words, those who came from Jerusalem, who had accompanied Kepha, were amazed that the gift of the Ruach HaKodesh was also being poured out on the Goyim, on the Gentiles. And how did they know? Because they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. These people just receive. You could receive right now while I'm speaking. That's what happened. Kepha was up there speaking and... The Spirit of God came, their hearts were open, and they simply received. And that's all you have to do, just receive. You don't have to work yourself up. You don't have to, you know, stir. You just have to be willing to receive. And receiving the Ruach is just the beginning of a lifelong journey. It is not an end in and of itself. The men and women who received the Ruach in the upper womb were transformed and their lives were never the same. They begin to walk in step with the Ruach, which is exactly what you and I are to do. So when we receive that fresh impartation, and again, Rabbi Michael talked about the importance of the Ruach this morning. You know, he has been given to us for so many way, for so many reasons. Acts 1-8 says he's been given to us. We'll receive the Ruach uh, HaKodesh so that we will be empowered to be his witnesses. He's our comforter. He's the one who guides us into all truth. So many reasons that the, uh, the Ruach is such an important part of our lives. And we're going to be praying here in a few minutes. And, and for those who have never received the Ruach, we are going to believe that you're going to receive. And there is going to be that initial evidence, which is speaking in tongues. But it's not just about speaking in tongues. Although that's going to happen because that's what we just read. That's how the Jewish people who came with Kepha knew that the Goyim were filled. Because they heard them speaking in tongues. But it's much, much more than that. That's the beginning. And what we need to do and what we see these first century believers doing is that they begin to walk in step with the Ruach. So how do you walk in the Ruach? Where there are three things we do and three things we don't do. The first thing we do do is to live by the Spirit. Galatians 5.16 tells us that. What I am saying is this, Rav Shaul is speaking, run your lives by the Spirit. Then you will not do what your old nature wants. For the old nature wants what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit wants what is contrary to the old nature. These oppose each other. (coughs) So that you find yourselves unable to carry out your good intentions. This passage here in Galatians chapter 5 contrasts the works of the flesh with the fruit of the spirit. 
And when we have been filled with the Ruach, we must choose to walk in step with him. Lately, if you are part of Beth Emmanuel, you have heard Rabbi Michael and I speaking a lot and mentioning a lot about how life is a, a, a choice. That in everything in our lives is about the choices that we make. And, and some of us don't like that because that puts a responsibility on us. But it really is. We have a choice in every situation to, and when it comes to spiritual things, to walk in step with the Ruach or to walk in step with our flesh. And when I am filled with the Ruach and the evidence of speaking in tongues, it's not just so I can bless and, and feel good, although I do. I have felt God's presence here tonight in a very real and tangible way. My heart has been blessed, but it's not just so I feel good. I need to walk in step with the Ruach. So every day of my life, I make choices that would be pleasing to the Ruach and to the Word of God. Amen? When we look at the men and women in that room in Jerusalem, we see a stark contrast between who they were before they encountered the Ruach and who they were after. Think about it. Before they were hidden in this room, afraid of the Romans and not willing to share their faith in Yeshua because they were afraid they might be put to death also. Afterwards, they had no fear. They went out into the streets proclaiming the good news of Yeshua sharing how he had changed their lives and had empowered them with, with the Ruach. And, and they were, gladly, uh, uh, were glad that they were being persecuted and even beaten and put in prison for his name. What a difference. Because being filled in the, with the Ruach changed them and transformed them. And it was evident in their lifestyle and the choices they made. So what does the flesh look like? Just from Galatians 5, and this this is not an exhaustive list, but it's a good place to begin. Sexual immorality. This includes premarital sex, adultery, homosexuality, and the like. Friends, that's the works of the flesh. You're not walking in, in step with the Ruach if you're participating in these things. Impurity, indecency, the occult, drugs, fighting, jealousy, anger, selfish ambition, division, envy, drunkenness. All these things are things that we experience today. My husband and I was talking about this because it seems that our world has gone uh, awry. And even as we just finished this series, going right and the world going wrong. But these are not new things. These things were mentioned by Rav Shaul. God writes about these things because they were a problem back in the New Covenant and even in the uh, time of the Torah and the Tanakh. There's nothing new under the sun, as the writer of of Kohelet says. But these things are not walking in steps. So if I am continually making the choices to do these things, I am not walking in step with the Ruach. In contrast, the fruit of the Ruach is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, humility, and self-control. You see, what God is telling us is that our encounter with the Ruach, once again, will change our behavior. And I talked about this last weekend in my message on grace relations and how we were talked about this in the youth meeting. We're talking about truth or dare and, and trying to understand what truth is. God's word and his presence and his Ruach has to change our behavior. If your behavior, behavior is just the same as it was before you encountered God, before you read the word, before you were filled with the Ruach, then, friend, something is wrong. Can I get an amen? 
Amen means so be it. It's true. And it is. And God is challenging us tonight. He wants to fill us with his Ruach, but not just as a one-time experience, but so that tomorrow when we get up, we can walk in step with the Ruach and make choices that are of the fruit of the Spirit and not of the works of the flesh. The next thing we need to do is be filled with the Ruach. Ephesians 5.18 says, keep on being filled with the Ruach. It's a continual thing. In other words, it's not a one-time thing. That is why each Shavuot is exciting because we can expect to be filled fresh and new. In fact, every day we can expect a new encounter with the person of the Holy Spirit. Isn't that awesome? So this uh, verse here in Ephesians, and uh, David Stern translates it correctly here in the complete Jewish Bible, means to be continually filled. It's not a one-time thing. So I say that for those of you who said, oh, I've already been filled in the Ruach. I don't need to come up for prayer. Wrong. I'm telling you, every single person here tonight should get prayer. Because God wants to do something in your life tonight. He wants you to have an encounter of the closest kind. Amen? Be filled continually. Three, be controlled by the Spirit. Romans 8, 6 and 7. Having one's mind controlled by the old nature is death. But having one's mind controlled by the Spirit is life and shalom, peace. For the mind controlled by the old nature is hostile to God because it does not submit itself to God's Torah. Indeed, it cannot. So if we are walking in step by... A step with the Ruach, we are going to be controlled by him. Again, many of us want the fringe benefits. God, zap me tonight. Let me be filled with the Ruach and shake me and rattle me and roll me and do whatever so I can feel good. But then tomorrow when the Ruach wants to direct our steps, we don't want to yield to him. We want to be in control instead of allowing him to be in control. But look at the, the believers in the book of Acts, and I would encourage you this week to maybe sit and read through the book of Acts and see how these men and women, once they encountered the Ruach, how they lived their lives. They listened to him. They went where he told them to go. They did what he told them to do. They allow themselves to be controlled by him. And to walk in the Ruach means there are three things we should not do. Ephesians 4.30 tells us, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Yeshiahu, Isaiah 63.10 tells us what that means. And it's speaking about the children of Israel, and it says that they rebelled and they grieved his Ruach HaKodesh, his Holy Spirit. So it's very simple. How do I grieve the Holy Spirit? Rebellion. Well, what's rebellion, Rabbi Carol? Very simple. Rebellion is doing my thing, my way, my time. Got it? My, 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 my. Not your way, God. And when I choose to do that, I'm grieving the Ruach. I'm grieving him. 
We don't want to walk in rebellion. We don't want to grieve the Ruach. And when we live according to the flesh, those things we talked about, immorality, jealousy, anger, we are also grieving the Ruach. And those are things we don't want to do if we want to walk and step with him. The second thing is to, that we don't want to resist the Ruach, Acts 7.51. And this is the message by Stephen, and he's talking and to the, the men and women in Jerusalem who are opposing the good news of Yeshua, and he's uh, putting it about in the whole history of the nation of Israel, and he says, you continually oppose the Ruach HaKodesh. You resist him. When the Spirit is trying to speak to your heart, you put your hands up and, and push back. That's what it means, to resist, to push back. You're too close. Don't come into this area of my life. Again, we want the fringe benefits, but we don't want him to be so involved that he is actually telling us what to do and where to go and how to run our lives. We oppose his leadership. And what is interesting when I was looking at this, the connotation behind the Greek word here is that although we are resisting him and his authority, what it does is it hurts us. It doesn't hurt him. And so that's a whole connotation if you look at the etymology and how the word is used. When you are resisting the Ruach, you're resisting his leadership, which brings hurt to you. And how many times have I experienced that, where I resisted and pushed back and, and brought pain to myself because I wasn't walking in step with the Ruach? And finally, you don't want to put out the, the Spirit's fire. 1 Thessalonians 5.19 tells us, do not quench the Ruach. And, and you've heard this here many times. This phrase is used mainly of fire, and it means to extinguish and God is encouraging us, don't stop the Ruach from moving in your lives and the lives of the peoples around you by your actions, your words, or your attitudes. And it's very easy to do these things. But God wants us to receive his Ruach, and he wants us to walk in step with him. And walking in step means we don't want to grieve, resist, or quench his presence and his direction in our life. Adonai has something special he wants to do for each one of us here tonight. We have an appointment to be filled with the Ruach. For some of you, it's going to be the first time. For others, it's going to be a renewal and a, and a fresh impartation. I'm going to ask my husband to come back up to the keyboard. I told you it was a short message. I know some of you didn't believe me. And I want my prayer team to come on up. And get ready, those who are able to come. I know some of you had children and may not be able to, but listen to me, friend. God wants to radically transform and change you tonight. He wants to bring each of us to a new level in him, as I said earlier. As Rob Shul encouraged us in Ephesians, we need to keep being filled. Keep being filled. Before we come up to receive ministry, I just want to read what happened on Shavuot in that first century. When the Ruach was poured out, as we read about in the, in the Shavuot Amidah, 
partial fulfillment, but there is a greater outpouring. Listen to me. There is a greater outpouring that God wants to do. And I believe that this is the day and this is the hour and this is the generation where God wants to pour out his spirit in such a powerful way that will bring Jewish revival. Like we saw in the book of Acts, you know, that Neander, the Jewish historian, records that by the end of the first century, there were a million Jewish believers in Yeshua the Messiah. And God wants to do something awesome in your life, in this congregation, in this community, in this, on this island, in this country, in the world today. Follow along in Acts chapter 2, verse 1, verse 2 through 4, it says, Suddenly there came a sound from the sky like the roar of a violent wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then they saw what looked like tongues of fire, which separated and came to rest on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Ruach HaKodesh and began to talk in different languages as the Spirit enabled them to speak. As I said earlier, it just didn't just stop with that one-time experience. Over and over again, we read about how these same people were filled in a fresh new way throughout the book of Acts. And from that room in Jerusalem, they went out into the world and they brought radical change to the people they met because they were personally changed. It is time for you to experience a transformation in your life. Let's ready our hearts. Amen. Let's all stand to our feet. I'm going to give you some directions here in a minute. But let's just stand and ready our hearts to receive. In a few minutes, we're going to ask you to come forward. And what I'm going to ask you to do is not wait until there's nobody up here, okay? You're going to just come, and you're going to stand up here, and, and people are going to come pray for you, all right? And what, do you, well, what am I supposed to do when no one's praying for me? You're going to wait on the Lord, all right? You're going to wait on Him. You're going to say, God, I'm here. I'm ready. I want a fresh impartation. I want to be changed. I want to be transformed. I know most of you here tonight. I know most of you love God. You have a personal relationship with him. But as I said, God wants to do a fresh work in your life tonight. And so what I'm going to ask us to do, for those who have never, ever, ever received the Ruach with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and I stress that because that is the initial evidence. It's not the end in, uh, and all, but it's important. You're going to come up on this side where Gary and Myrna are, and I'm going to join them in a few minutes. And we're going to pray for you to be filled with the Ruach, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And for those of you who have already received and been filled and, have, and you speak in tongues, you have your heavenly language, you're going to come over here with Adeline and Chris and Evan, and you're going to wait on the Lord for a fresh impartation. That means you'll probably be filled in a fresh way. It means you're going to probably flow in your heavenly language. And God's just going to, you know, saturate you with his presence. He's going to bring a change and transformation and do a new work in you. All right? 
And we're going to just receive what he has to give for us. And after you've all been prayed for, then the, the ministry team is going to pray for one another because they want to receive what God has for them. We're not special at the ministry team. We're just agents to be used to come into agreement with God's purpose for you tonight. God loves you. He brought you here for a reason. Okay? He brought you here for a reason. And that reason is to encounter him in a fresh new way. So I'd just like to invite everyone to come up. Again, if you've never spoken in tongues, to come on this side here with Gary and Myrna and everyone else to just come over here and line up. And the ministry team will just begin to move and and just be patient and begin to pray uh, for each one of you. So please come forward. And Rabbi Michael is going to begin to minister in song and music.